Hello everyone, and welcome to episode 20 of my podcast. Today, we're going to be taking a look at another Ben Shapiro video. So, in case you weren't aware, as a couple of days ago, well, at least a couple of days as of ago as of the day that I'm recording this, which is Monday, July 26, Ben Shapiro released a video basically ranting about a transgender woman of color being placed on Sports Illustrated magazine cover. So, without any further ado, let's dive into his video. You remember that time when Sports Illustrated was supposed to be a sports magazine? Yeah, that was funny. Sports Illustrated, I was a, I was a long-time subscriber to Sports Illustrated. Uh, I, I will acknowledge that as a religious person, I always took the option, you can do this, of calling up Sports Illustrated and not getting the swimsuit edition, which was, you know, basically material for teenage boys. I would always call up Sports Illustrated and uh, and say, add an issue to the end of my subscription and just don't send the swimsuit edition. But the swimsuit edition has been a long time thing for Sports Illustrated and always basically it was hot models and body paint on the beach. That's always what it was. Well, now Sports Illustrated, because it has become another preserve of the woe, has decided that it is time to cram down on red-blooded American males a particular perception of female beauty, namely dudes. So there is a uh, there is a trans woman who has now been featured on the cover of Sports Illustrated. This is the trans woman whose name is Lena Bloom. Now, Lena Bloom has had surgeries and hormone treatment and looks physically like a woman. I would be pretty willing to bet that if Ben Shapiro and a bunch of other conservatives did not know Lena was trans, they would not make an issue out of it. Like, he admitted that if, if he didn't know that she was trans, he would perceive her as cisgender. And I guarantee you that if they did not know that she was trans, they would not be making the videos. The only reason they're making the videos is because she is trans. Like, the, the conservative twins even did a thing. I, I would have added it in here, but like, theirs didn't seem interesting enough to me, and I cannot stand them. Then again, I can't stand Ben Shapiro either, but here we are. Anyways, get ready for some really dumb bullshit claims. Right, which by the way seems rather transphobic to me. Because if you truly, Sports Illustrated, wanted to make the case that trans women are women, then trans women shouldn't have to look like swimsuit models. In fact, trans women, I mean, th this seems fatphobic to me. Wait. So you're telling me that by having a transgender woman on Sports Illustrated magazine cover is somehow not only transphobic, but fatphobic? Hold on, hold on, let's hear that again. In fact, trans women, I mean, th this seems fatphobic to me. I guess whatever fuels your fire. Anyways, let's just continue with this bullshit. Trans women should actually look like Laurel Hubbard. Why isn't Laurel Hubbard on the cover of the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition? You know, the New Zealand weightlifter. Okay, I admit, I was actually curious about that too, and the first question that Ben is actually asked that's genuinely related. And anyways, so I did some digging and it, I found an article from CBS News that says, First published in 1964, the Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue didn't feature a black cover model until Tyra Banks won a spot in 1996. The decision to feature Bloom by a magazine who caters, or which caters to a demographic of readers who are largely cisgender and straight men, comes as dozens of anti-transgender proposals move through state legislatures across the country. 
So, to answer your question, Ben, the reason why she's on the magazine cover is because they're basically showing their support for the transgender community and standing in solidarity with us. It's really quite simple, and it only took about five minutes of research to figure it out. Who's now going to be weightlifting in the Olympics and has more to do with sports than, than Lena Bloom. And why is it that, that only a, a trans woman who looks like a stereotypical swimsuit model... Now that is interesting, you would say, because... I think if I said swimsuit model, like, what do you picture when I say swimsuit model? I'd say the majority of people would probably think of a white, straight, cisgender female. Lena is... Uh, I know for sure she's at least not two of those, I don't know whether she's straight or not. What I do know for sure is that she is black and she is transgender. In the history of this magazine, only two transgender people have ever been on the magazine, her being the second, and her being the or, and by her I mean Lena, and Lena being the first transgender woman of color. In a low-cut bikini, is now considered a fitting figure for the cover of Sports Illustrated. It seems very, very fatphobic, uh, very transphobic, frankly, because it seems to suggest that the only trans women who ought to be treated as, as women are trans women who conform to all stereotypes regarding women. I don't think he knows how harmful that is to say. And if he does, he's just an asshole. Well... He is an asshole, but you know what I mean. But basically what he's saying is, con is confirming what a lot of conservatives think about transgender women, like the only ones worthy of respect are the ones that I perceive as cisgender and straight. And uh, my god though, that is just so fucking harmful. Like that kind of pits transgender people against each other even. Like some transgender people, like for example Blair White, she is the prime example of this sentence, where she tends to put down other transgender women specifically if they do not fit, like, her view of a transgender woman. Like, no conservative in their right mind misgenders Blair White, and she puts down other transgender women, like I said, if they don't fit what she thinks is a transgender woman, like, looks like a woman. And that's just one example. I mean, Lena Bloom, my understanding is, has had all of the surgeries to fake female body parts. So, then it comes down to what do you think is a real body part? Like, a prosthetic, it's still technically a real body part, it's just not organic flesh. That's just a whole other conversation, I'm not gonna get into that. But as we know, that is, to, to suggest that that is a requirement of trans women to be treated as women is violative of their, of their norm. Okay, but whoever said transgender women or transgender men have to have surgery in order to be perceived or respected as a man or a woman? Whoever said that? That is just so harmful and it pits transgender people against each other. And obviously, if you are in the LGBT, LGBT community and you are trans specifically, you will know that surgery does not define whether you are a man or a woman. Only you do. And like I said, this is just so harmful and not true at all. It is violative of decency. So truly, Sports Illustrated has not gone far enough until Sports Illustrated suggests that red-blooded American males get used to the idea of a trans woman who looks exactly like a man. Okay, first of all, if a person is just figuring out that they're a transgender woman, then yes, they might still look a little more emasculate than someone else who's further down the road. Second of all, this is the same person that cheered on Ollie London for, ex for identifying as Korean, 
self-identifying. So, even if a transgender woman looked fully like a redneck American, he'd still find somewhere and some reason to complain. There's no pleasing this bitch. Because as we know, sex is really all in your head. Gender is really all in your head. And the person on the cover of Sports Illustrated shouldn't have to be a, a swimsuit model looking male masquerading as female. It should be a dude with twig and berries and chest hair and no fake breasts being treated essentially the same as a woman. That's, that's when we know we've reached parity, I think. Again, even if the transgender woman in question looked fully masculine, you would find a reason to complain. The people in your comment section of this video, they're all like, oh, men are taking over this now, men are taking over that now. Obviously referring to transgender women, which are not men, they are women. I think that's the really important thing. Now, look, the reason that Sports Illustrated is doing this is for the bleeps and giggles. Right? They are doing it to push forward the quote-unquote social justice agenda. Completely false. Took about five minutes of research to prove you wrong. As you recall, in a couple of minutes ago, I said that Sports Illustrated did this because of all the anti-transgender legislature going around right now. Which I interpret as they're showing their support saying, We support you, we're sorry this is happening, and we support you fully. It literally takes like five minutes of research, Ben. The idea being that if they push forward a biological man on the cover of Sports Illustrated as a woman, and if you say no, even if that biological man has had many surgeries and hormone treatments to look like a woman, that is still a biological man. And if you say that... Okay, back to an earlier point though. Ben fully admitted that to him, she looks like a fully biological woman. And like I said earlier, if she didn't tell people she was transgender, I'm pretty sure they would assume she was cisgender, and they wouldn't make a big deal of all of this. And this means that you are somehow transphobic, or if you, even though that is the biological truth, or that you're, you're mean and vicious. Look, Sports Illustrated's a free company, can do what it wants, right? it's a private company. But there is obviously a social attempt to normalize the idea that biological men who look like women are in fact women, which of course is a wild degradation of what it actually means to be a woman. It so, how is there even one way to be a woman? Then that starts going into the territory of, okay, so now that you think there's only one way of being a woman, there are going to be hundreds of, hundreds of million of women, biological, biological women, who do not fit your definition of a woman. So, do you see them as less than a, less of a woman? Do you think a woman is someone who can give birth? Because if a person has like um, uterus problems or vaginal problems or something that does not allow her to get pregnant, does that make her less of a woman? A word with an actual definition. So it's pretty obvious what Sports Illustrated is doing here. But Sports Illustrated didn't stop there. So, one of the other models on the cover of SI Swimsuit Edition is, of course, the, the tremendous Megan Thee Stallion because of her tremendous history with sports. According to Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition, Megan Thee Stallion is no stranger to magazine covers, but the rapper and songwriter always dreamed of being on the cover of SI Swimsuit, which is a weird dream. Okay, but how is that a weird dream? Like, I'm pretty sure as a kid we all dreamed, like, I wish I could be a celebrity. Or I wish I could be, like, a television person. I, could, I wish I could appear on TV. I just think that's, like, something that every kid dreams of. 
So, no, that's not really weird. She remembers as a young girl looking at the magazine and saying, one day, this is going to be me. A couple of decades later, the Houston native would have several Grammys under her belt and make history as the first rapper on the SI Swimsuit cover. And she is the perfect fit. Amazing. Amazing. And then, finally, they have an athlete on the cover. So who is the athlete who's on the cover of, uh, of Sports Illustrated? The athlete on the cover of Sports Illustrated is Naomi Osaka. Now, you will recall that Naomi Osaka withdrew from one of the tennis majors after a blow-up with the media in which she just wouldn't do her media hits. And the ATP, the, the Tennis Professional Association, they said, you need to do that, right? It is your job. Part of your job as a tennis player is to deal with the media because this is true in all sports. You're supposed to do the press conferences. And Naomi Osaka then went out and she claimed that she suffered from deep anxiety. Not diagnosed anxiety, just deep anxiety of dealing with the media. I swear, Ben Shapiro does not understand how human feelings work. Think about it. If you're a internationally renowned tennis player or sports player, you're going to be bombarded by the media. Like every single moment, like before a match, during a match, after a match, even when you're not doing anything, you might be bombarded. And that's a lot of stress to be placed upon one person, especially when it's constant, and especially for something as big as the Olympics. Okay, fair enough. If you, if you suffer from, so like, I know people, I'm very close to people, who have anxiety disorders that ought to be treated with kid gloves, you have to make provision for that, obviously. Now, I Osaka mean, sort of suggested that that's what was going on. You know what people with anxiety disorders typically don't do people who are who are shirking media attention people who who just want to stay away from the media and don't want to be involved with me you know what they typically don't do pose for the cover of i believe time magazine has now done a cover on naomi osaka and also sports illustrated so strange that she doesn't want to take questions from you know people who ask critical questions but if you are doing a sports illustrated cover or a time magazine cover then all of a sudden all the hesitancy goes away or maybe she just prefers one-on-one -on -one style interviews because it's not, it doesn't create as much anxiety for her. Rather than like, you know, 20 different interviews bombarding her with questions at the same time. You have to think about how other people feel too. And by the way, it's not as though Naomi Osaka was being asked like vicious, brutal questions. She was being asked questions about like her performance as a tennis player. Says Sports Illustrated. Naomi Osaka is no doubt an athletic powerhouse at 23 shields, four Grand Slam titles, and is headed to Tokyo to compete in the Olympics. This comes after defeating former U.S. Open champion Samantha Stoser in her WTA Tour debut at just 16. It's her strength and power off the court that makes Naomi a true legend. She's raised awareness about racial injustice, human rights, and mental health, cementing her as one of the most outspoken professional tennis players. Uh, outspoken except when she won't talk to anybody who, you know, has a question. My God, he's such a fucking dick. You gotta, you gotta take into consider others' feelings. Like, Shikari, I, I'm so sorry if I butchered that name, but I'm pretty sure you guys know who I'm talking about, but when she had to run and do interviews after her mom died, she was clearly in not a very great place to do interviews, but she still did them. But that was her choice. You gotta give Naomi her choice. You don't know how she feels on the inside. And you have to consider her feelings, too. My favorite quote from her Time Magazine cover piece is she suggested, I just don't understand why anyone would disagree with me. Like, she, fa she, she said she was surprised that anyone would disagree with her about her very left-wing view of race in the United States. Well, it is quite shocking that people wouldn't want everybody to have equal rights. Because if you're going to use the argument of, oh, the Constitution, yeah, yada, 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 George Washington, blah, 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 
They wanted freedom for everybody. Maybe they didn't give freedom to everybody at the time, but they said they wanted freedom for everybody. So why would you discriminate someone based on the color of their skin or who they love? Or anything, really. It just doesn't make sense. She was named one of 2020 Sports Illustrated Sports Persons of the Year for her activism, was on Time's annual list of the 100 most influential people in the world. Finally, uh, there is the Sports Illustrated take on Lena Bloom. Okay, so here is what the, uh, the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition says. Quote, Lena Bloom began her rise. Remember, Lena Bloom is a biological man. Don't say it like that. Just say she's the woman or a transgender woman. No transgender woman wants to be called a biological man. Began her rise to fame in the ballroom dance community and has since broken numerous barriers in the modeling world. She was one of the few openly transgender models to walk the runway during New York Fashion Week in 2017 and was the first transgender woman of color to appear in Vogue India. And how about acting? Yes, she's tackling that too. Lena made her acting debut in the film Port Authority, marking the first film in Cannes Film Festival history that featured a transgender woman of color in a leading role. Now, Lena makes history yet again as the first transgender cover model in Sports Illustrated Swimsuit history and the first trans person of color to appear on our pages. More importantly, the 27-year-old uses this platform to speak about acceptance, love, and change. She's passionate about inspiring others to love themselves and be who they want to be, unless they're a dude who just wants a biological woman, in which case they're a vicious, brutal sexist. I really don't think he knows what the definition of sexist is, because it's not that. If you're a biological man, and you want to date a biological woman, that is fine. That does not make you a sexist. That does not make you transphobic. I went over this in the Super Straight episode. Having a preference does not make you transphobic. It just means you have a preference. That would be, that'd be terrible. So, say the editors. Among the many things we've learned over the past 18 months is how much we value being part of a community, how much we miss that interaction when it's taken away. This issue represents the culmination of our powerful community coming together during these trying times to make history. This is what the editor says. So, wonderful stuff. I'm sure that all of the 17-year-old boys who are receiving the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition will be thrilled uh, to see a, a man who believes he is a woman and has had surgeries to look like a woman on the cover of the magazine. Now, again... I honestly don't think people would care as much as you think they do, unless they share your belief and in which case they're gonna blow it out of proportion like you already have. But I'm just gonna assume off the hypothetical example of teenage boys, they're probably just gonna use it to jack off. Like you said, you thought it was you thought she looks like a biological woman, and like I said, if you didn't know she was trans, I'm pretty sure you'd perceive her as cisgender. I don't care very much about the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition. Just as a cultural marker, it seems significant, right? We're not going to play this gaslighting game where the left does something. They say it's highly significant. You point out that it is highly significant that we are treating... Yes, it is highly significant because it's showing the normalization of transgender individuals in media. Therefore, leading to more normalization, more acceptance, more love, less hatred, hopefully less discrimination. And that's called progress. And you're leading us away from that progress. A transgender woman, the same way we would treat an actual born woman swimsuit model on the cover of magazines. Oh, of course, because it's so hard to treat a transgender individual who is not affecting your life whatsoever with decent human respect and decency. And then they say, why are you even noticing? Is it important to you? The Sports Illustrated cover isn't important to me. What's important to me is the mandate that has come down from our cultural commissars that we act as though a male who has had hormone treatments and surgeries is the full equivalent to a woman in every way, including in terms of sexual attraction. Okay, so obviously there are differences between transgender women and biological women. No one is denying that, not even trans women. And second, 
In terms of sexual attraction, yes, they can be the same. Let's say in a hypothetical, situa hypothetical situation you have a transgender woman and a biological cisgender straight man. So this man might have a, a sexual attraction to the transgender woman and until he finds out that the transgender woman is a transgender woman, that attraction might stay or it might fade away because he, he found out that, that she is a transgender woman. But that does not deny the fact that at one point he did have a sexual attraction towards the transgender woman. So therefore it is the same in the same way it would work with a biological woman. It's just that he might not want to pursue that relationship with the transgender woman because she is trans. That is a, that is a very interesting and I think rather unsupportable take in, in actual life, but it's something that the media wish to cram down. For sure, for sure. And we have finally reached the end of Ben Shapiro's dumbass video. I tell you, when I was getting the audio for this video, I had my earbuds in to listen to it to like start getting my uh, gears spinning on responses, and I made it about three minutes out of like the eight or nine minute video before I just had to take my earbuds out because I couldn't deal with it. Specifically when he called it uh, fatphobic and transphobic because I just couldn't deal with his dumbass. Anyways, I'm gonna wrap this episode up here, so if you enjoyed it, please follow my podcast, Please listen to my other episodes. If you enjoyed, share it with your friends, your family. And until next time, Ray out.